Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA plus Unity Ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash I am divine 2022. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, offering insights and practices for spiritually, consciously living today. Here's your host, Yogacharya, Ellen Grace O'Brien. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, a place where we explore yoga in its depth and breadth as a path to spiritually conscious, fulfilled living in our world today. I'm your host today, Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien, and joining me today from Berlin is Anastasia Shevchenko, and we're going to be looking at um, practices in yoga, meditation, pranayama, asana, that are particularly supportive of us in this time. Our, Our themes are breathe, learn, and connect. How do the yoga practices um, help us connect to the truth within and deepen our relationship with others in the world around us, even um, though at this time uh, we are in a time of global pandemic and isolation in many places? Um, Anastasia is the founder and managing director behind the Berlin Yoga Conference, and she's the creator of Inner Core Yoga, a way to find your core and inner self. For the past 17 years, she has been a proponent of an authentic yoga experience for self-healing, self-empowerment, and self-transformation. Her special interest is in the creation of bridges between yoga philosophy yoga philosophy science art and spirituality she lives with her family and two children in berlin germany it's possible we may hear signs of those two little ones during our time together which is just part of us all being all together in our home spaces so um just appreciate that if if you happen to hear a little peep in the background Uh, she travels the world to teach at yoga festivals and uh, special events and you can find out more about Uh, Anastasia and her classes and programs at her website, um, anasheyoga.org. That's A-N-A-S-H-E. She, I guess it's Anashe Yoga, A-N-A-S-H-E-Y-O-G-A.org. And more about um, the upcoming Berlin Yoga Conference at berlinyogaconference.org. And she's also on Facebook. I just want to say that I I came across her on the internet with a wonderful video um, she had created about yoga and the particular potential of yoga to transform not only our lives, but the lives of our cities, our communities, and our world. So Anastasia, I'm so delighted you're joining me today on the Yoga Hour. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really grateful for this opportunity. 
Um, before we dive into talking about yoga, let's just have uh, what we call a yoga moment uh, to center and to breathe. I invite you to participate in this yoga moment. Just stopping for a moment, if you're able to do that, to just be present here and now. Be aware of your body, your posture, where you, whether you're standing or sitting, walking or stationary. Notice your body. And then notice your breath. And when you breathe in, feel that you are connecting with your body. And when you breathe out, letting go of any stress that you've been holding anywhere in your body, from your toes, to your sit bones, to your shoulders, to your forehead. Breathe in, connect, breathe out, release any stress or tension. Just observe your breath. Don't try to change it. Just be with it. And now the next time that you breathe in, feel that you are connecting more deeply within to your inner self that is beyond body, beyond mind. So breathing in, connecting, breathing out, letting go. Breathing in, connecting, breathing out, letting go. And through this portal of connecting with our divine self, let us be aware of connecting with the divine self of all one life, one power, one presence. And feel your connection with all people and with all beings everywhere. And let us know, let us remember that we are divinely connected and divinely supported. Refuge is always at hand. We let go of the mistaken idea that we are separate from the one and find shelter from any storm. Let us take a moment now to bring our attention back to body and mind, back to the space that we're occupying. And remember that the winds of worry and fear cannot enter the soul's fortress of peace. Peace, peace, peace. Um. Once again, Anastasia, welcome back to the yoga hour. Um, 
I am pretty sure I can hear birds in your garden unless you're playing a tape of birds in the background. <laughs> and I'm thinking about how lovely it is to hear some chirping of birds um, from where I am in California to where you are in Berlin. Uh, so I'd like to start with, um, you know, how your yoga practice is supporting you in this time of global change and challenge. And um, just take a moment to let our listeners know what is happening in um, Berlin. Yes. So, of course, in Berlin, like anywhere else in the world, due to the coronavirus pandemic, the government's are taking measures by um, suggesting social isolation. And um, here in Berlin, um, which is a specific place, I don't know if you're aware of that, but Germany has many different regions and they're all managed kind of locally under the umbrella of the federal government. And they like to be quite autonomous, so they make their own decisions. But here in Berlin, uh, since about one week, uh, all gatherings of people, more than two, unless it's a family, have been prohibited and everything is closed. Uh, all the businesses that have to do with selling goods or having big amounts of people going through them, except some restaurants and um, uh, basic cafes, bakeries, and of course, um, pharmacies and supermarkets are open because <laughs> um, that's where most of the people need to be going um, these days. <laughs> so that is very similar, of course, to what we're experiencing in the U.S., including the autonomous nature of the states in the U.S. And so we don't have a consistent policy across the country, although, you know, more and more so it's, it's um, trending in that direction. Um, so, of course, these are very stressful times for everybody. And um, yoga, I, I know, and I know you know, has a very special role to play. So on a personal level, how is your yoga practice supporting you? Well, I guess, first of all, I would need to define what my yoga practice is consisting of because yoga as a system has just so many different tools and techniques that you could use. And um, the most basic one that we're all aware of when we use the word yoga is probably asana. So movement, um, but it's only one part of the whole yoga system and the yoga journey as seen in its totality in one person's life. And um, of course, for me, it's been mostly the case that I have a daily asana practice that goes together with pranayama during the practice, sometimes a little bit afterwards. And then every night I meditate for 30 to 40 minutes. And then um, these are like the formal structures where I practice yoga, um, bringing my body and mind in connection together with my spirit. And then everything in between is basically where you need to apply that and um, test your practice, <laughs> how good you are at your yoga. Absolutely. And this is exactly the time where we all test it. And we're, we're also brought into the circumstances to go more inwards and to face all of the things that we have been putting away or running away from or pretending they're not there 
So it's a really difficult times for everyone, for sure. But at the same time, I see it as a great opportunity for people to to kind of like reestablish where they're at and um, find comfort in their practice and and put it to a test and also use it to cope with all the challenges. And so for me, it's been the case that when it started and we basically made a decision to stay at home way before the government told us to do so, um, we were at home for maybe three and a half weeks. Um, I try to do my practice in those little pockets of time, you know, that a parent can have, like yeah. maybe before the kids wake up, although they wake up quite early, or yeah. when they're like watching their Disney cartoon. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to ask you about that, because, and it's so helpful that you're, and I want to hear more about that, because, um, you know, as long as I have been practicing yoga, asana and uh, meditation and study and contemplation, um, you know, much of our time uh, as of late has gone into, you know, shifting this paradigm, you know, of working from home and then being confined together. And I don't have small children at home anymore, um, but I am, of course, living with my husband and um, it's a, we have to learn a new dance now. And so I know that our listeners really want to hear from you about um, being in a family situation with children at home and how are you possibly getting your practice in in this situation? Mm. Well, first of all, you need to release any expectation because you're just going to get frustrated. (laughs) Second, you need to take it moment by moment, day by day, and just do your best. And I think we're all just doing that. We're all doing our best in our circumstances. People who stay at home or people who are, you know, on the frontiers helping others. And um, if there is an option to practice before the household is busy or after that's great um sometimes we have to practice together with our kids and make it fun for them make it into a game or we practice with our partners who have no idea about yoga but always (laughs) wanted to give it a try and now we finally have the time for them you know to explain how it works (laughs) and it's not going to be our usual amazing practice where we really go at it for ourselves it's going to be more for others and it's fine because we are um not only practicing for ourselves, <laughs> and, and it's just a, another way of doing it. And yeah. we can maybe learn to appreciate it because this too will not last. Yeah. This too shall pass. Thank you so much. What a beautiful insight um, to let go of expectations and not trying to have our practice like it was before. Um, sort of bringing a new purpose and a new spirit to our practice and thinking of it as a gift. I mean, if you do get that quiet time of isolation, um, even then I think it's giving your practice to the world, um, sharing your peace um, with those who are on the front lines. You know, there's so much that we can do like that, but within the family context, um, I love the idea of you know serving with our practice um, even in that in that way whether it's a chanting practice you have or asana 
um, you know, whatever it is, that's beautiful. So um, I want to just turn our attention for a moment to um, the conference, which is still scheduled to be open. And um, I know that you're developing some things online, and I'm hoping to be one of those people on your schedule um, that is offering um teachings about Kriya Yoga online at the Berlin Yoga Conference. But tell it, this is the second one. So tell us about your vision of the conference and kind of where it came from. Yes. Um, so first of all, the conference, the second edition, is scheduled um, June 19th to 21st, which is, of course, you guys probably recognize 21st of June is the International Yoga Day. So that was the idea to celebrate in the frames of this event something um, as big as the, the day for yoga, um, recognized internationally all over the world. Uh, as of now, I have no reasons to postpone or cancel the event because there was no official statement from the government prohibiting the events uh, and um, the travel ban does not expect expand that long into um, the future and um, in terms of my sense of responsibility for the health of the community I don't know um, um, so I'm just taking date by day and uh, I would like to of course hope for the best prepare for the worst so there's always, always an option to um, put this on hold and uh, find a better um circumstances for this to happen but as of now uh, it is scheduled and planned to take place uh, on those dates and for some of the teachers um, there are only two at the moment like yourself we are um, preparing a digital solution for the workshops um, which would work quite nicely because um, I guess for these kind of workshops um, the physical presence is always optimal but not a necessary condition so when I started the Berlin Yoga Conference, it was back in ooh, um, end of summer 2017. I was pregnant with my daughter, my second child, and I was kind of like in this um, crisis, I guess, where you question where you're going. I mean, how is the life going to change with the new child and um what it is that I have to give to my community as a mother of two children and how shall I proceed and what kind of a role model do I want to be to my children? And this is where the idea was born, where kind of like a lot of my values, needs and talents came together to create this space that I always say like a transformational space for healing, for empowerment, for self-realization or for some people that means simply self-development for education, for inspiration. For some people, it could be just as simple as being motivated to do something nice for themselves and um, spending time with the people that they like, uh, practicing things that they share in common. And um, yeah, I, I don't really know what are the needs of every single person who would come to such a place uh, I just like to think of it as um, a space where everyone can get something out of it mm. and then they can integrate it somehow and bring it back to their own communities to share with others. 
I love the, um, that piece in the background where, you know, being pregnant and preparing for this child to come into the world had you really thinking about your higher purpose and, you know, what you could offer um, to the world. Um, you know, for me, uh, I had kind of a similar experience when my daughter was born. Um, I felt like, um, you know, my heart got got opened in a way that was so profound. I felt um, my connection to mothers everywhere and to children everywhere. And I wanted to be part of um, connecting to others to bring a greater peace to our world. So really the kind of, I would say the heart of my work also was born in, in, in some of a, a bit of a similar way. Um, and I certainly, I have felt that about Berlin yoga conference, that your energy and your vision behind it is, is about deeply connecting people and helping people, um, see how yoga can be, um, a way to, to really, um, find transformation. Um, and in this one, you've picked the themes of, of breathe, uh, learn and connect. So, um, let's take a few minutes now to just talk about, um, the breath. Um, and well, perhaps in general, we could talk about what those three, those three pieces of your theme for this, um, this year, um, tell us about breathe, learn, and connect, and then we'll kind of look at each one uh, individually. Yes, yeah, so I was really looking for something simple, something profound at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted for people to imagine what the event would be about by reading these three words. I know they're very generic, and I guess that was my desire to not leave anyone behind. But I have created over time um, the little slogans that go together with each term. And I also realized that besides Breathe, Learn, Connect, as a motto, I needed um, also special themes for each year. So the themes for 2020 were, uh, were ethics, diversity, and social media. <laughs> if I would have known that um, the virus um, uh, made its way <laughs> into the world, I would have added um, something like, um, yeah, um, that would fit that topic. So I'm not sure if um, if it's our job to speak about the pandemic at the conference itself, but at the time before the virus, that really seemed appropriate for the general yoga community and the yoga industry the way I see it. So there were definitely issues with ethics um, and there could be a lot of improvement there. And it was important for me to imagine a space where we could come together um, as a community to speak about that and maybe set an agenda of how to proceed with this. Um, then uh, I saw diversity as something positive that we could celebrate. So diversity of um, everything that has to do with a human being, you know, personal background, age, gender, um, language. Um, there are just so many ways that we could be diverse and we could celebrate the differences and at the same time come together and realize that we're all one, despite the different cute shapes <laughs> and colors. 
And um, social media, because it's just such a powerful tool these days that we can use in a positive way, like all tools, or in a negative way. And it was important for me to come in this council and to set some best practices and also maybe not warn people, but just maybe make them more aware of some of them challenges that we face and how we could overcome them together. So um, just for the, <laughs> the little cute slogans that we've created for this year, it goes like this. Breathe, become awareness, incorporated, calm and not overstimulated. Learn, immerse yourself into your yoga fully to dive into it deeply and connect, meet and make a friend, greet and network till the end. Mm, that's lovely <laughs> really lovely thank you so much and and I think you know there's it's possible that some of the themes um that uh, you have identified of you know ethics and diversity and social media um those those remain ongoing concerns and one of the things I've noticed about this time of you know global pandemic and how we respond um, is that there, in some ways, there are different ethical considerations that are being raised. You know, I, I have been sharing about how, you know, sheltering at home can take on different colors <laughs> or different um, qualities, you know, based on like our study of the gunas, the qualities in nature. You know, you might have a tamasic homestay, you might have rajasic homestay, or you might have sattvic homestay, you know, one that is resistant and heavy, one that is... Uh, you know, too restless and, uh, you know, one that is peaceful, whichever is predominant. So, you know, for example, ethics, you know, now we're becoming aware that, um, you know, because we're confined, you know, are um, ordering things online that are not necessary. Um, it turns out to be not ethical mm-hmm. um, because of the conditions of the workers in the factories who are having to ship all these things, you know, so we have to ask ourselves, you know, do I really need, um, you know, a new sweatshirt or a new blender um, when I, I could potentially be putting other people at risk? And so, you know, these questions always remain, you know, as we're developing ourselves and, you know, we look to the core practices of yoga, ahimsa, you know, starts right there with ahimsa, harmlessness. So um, I still think your themes are right on. They just have taken on, you know, other dimensions now um, in this time. Um, We're going to go to the break in just a moment. And so I want to remind you um, that you're listening to the Yoga Hour with Anastasia Shevchenko. She's the founder and managing director behind the Berlin Yoga Conference, currently scheduled for June 19 to 21, 2020. And you can find out more about it on Facebook also. So when we come back, we're going to talk about um, more about the themes of our conference with Breathe, Learn, and Connect. We'll be right back with you. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. 
You're listening to The Yoga Hour, living the eternal way with your host, Yogacharya, Ellen Grace O'Brien. Welcome back to The Yoga Hour. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien, and I'm here today with Anastasia Shevchenko. She is a well-known teacher of yoga in Berlin, Germany, and we've been talking about the upcoming um, Berlin Yoga Conference, and um, I want to let you know that they're they're already um, putting out a lot of supportive information during this time that you can connect with um, uh, Anastasia and others who are engaged in this Berlin Yoga Conference uh, project on Facebook. And on Facebook, it's Ber B E R that short part of Berlin, B-E-R Yoga Conference on Facebook. And then um, also you'll find some wonderful resources from them on Instagram, Berlin Yoga uh, Conference on Instagram. You'll find some videos and inspirational things. Uh, And as I mentioned, um, I'm really looking forward to being a part of um, what Anastasia is doing online, um, offering some teachings of Kriya Yoga um, is part of the vision to um, have a, a really broad and deep connection with yoga. So I'll be um, teaching Kriya Yoga um, at their conference. So um, let's come back to your theme. And we we just mentioned um, breathe, learn, connect. So um, just just to help us get a sense of the importance of breath for yoga, for our life. Um, Generally, we think of pranayama. Um, So what would you say about breath? Mm. Breath. Wow. Um, For me, pranayama is, on the one hand, breathing with awareness on the most simple level on the other hand when one starts to get into more transformative practices it's the direction of prana or the life force into specific areas and channels for um, deeper levels of self-transformation and maybe even um, self-liberation i personally um believe that pranayama is very important and people can practice it on the most basic level very simple exercises five ten minutes a day um, or just breathe with awareness during our yoga practice or they could have um, been initiated by a teacher um, by someone who's experienced into more complex and um, series of pranayamic practices but i'm i'm sure you would <laughs> be able to tell much more on that subject actually oh that was a beautiful um way to explain pranayama you know as taking us um a, a way to expand our awareness of simply being present with the breath and then a way to um, connect to the movement of prana um, and the ability, I think, that um, breath, conscious breathing, um, conscious um, work with the breath through uh, holding the breath, moving the breath, 
um, regulating the breath can help quiet the mind. Um, you know, ultimately, that's what we're looking for uh, in the deep experiences of yoga is to get beyond um, being identified with the mind, with the mental field, and have that experience of pure awareness. And um, pranayama, regulation of the breath, is certainly a doorway to that. Um, what would you offer um, our listeners today, and just in terms of the most simple breathing practice that people could do to reduce fear and stress at this time? Mm. So the most basic one that I do for myself when I feel like the anxiety or fear is taking hold of me the most is first of all to focus on the breath. So bring your awareness to your breath and notice what is happening. And that usually tells you already the state of consciousness you're in. Um, maybe you, you notice that you if you're agitated, your breath is a bit sped up. You have difficulty exhaling. Your heart rate is heightened. And um, you might feel flashes of energy or sensations all over your body. So it's just a sign that your sympathetic nervous system is a bit overstimulated. And to bring it back to balance, to stimulate the parasympathetic aspect of your nervous system, um, I would suggest to focus on your exhale and try to exhale twice as long as you inhale. So that's really basic. Let's just say that you inhale on the count of two, and then you take a little conscious pause, and then you exhale on the count of four, so double the amount. And then you take a conscious pause, and so it goes. Um, and you try to do that with maximum focus on, on the whole process uh, without trying to calculate things in your head or plan your dinner. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Or even focus on the, maybe the, the reason why you feel anxious. So just you and the breath and this ratio of inhaling uh, for one and exhaling double the amount. That is so beautiful. And I found myself practicing, you know, as you were explaining and uh, noticing how, how powerful it is. And it's so interesting that, um, you know, of course, because breath is, is automatic and we generally it's not in our awareness. And um, it's such a powerful tool, you know, when you notice any emotion that is arising. You know, sometimes people are experiencing frustration and anger. F things feel out of control, um, certainly in the global uh, environment. But then in our own homes, when things are changing and we feel worried about what kind of protocols we're supposed to follow and you know all of this could be going on and we're holding our breath you know or where the breath is ragged and i'm um, just doing what you recommended of you know just pay attention to um, exhaling twice as long as you inhale um, that is so easy and so effective. So I hope um, the listeners were following, were following along with you as well, because I felt some relief um, over being a uh, yoga hour show host in the moment of <laughs> exhaling longer than my inhale. So that was a perfect practice. So tell us about um, learning um, your vision about how we start with the breath. You know, we learn, um, what is this focus on learning? 
it's a it's a tricky one. Well, first of all, we should never stop learning. <laughs> um, I like to think that on the most simple level, learning and the frames of the Berlin Yoga Conference or in the frames of any yoga event would be realizing that yoga is not just asana. Mm -hmm. So that would be the most obvious takeaway um, and then giving people introductions and maybe even deeper looks into different other techniques in the yoga system um, that they could make use of um, would be quite important and then presenting um, different perspectives based on individuals um, personal experiences and and usually years of self-practice um, is, of course, important to make sure that there is a diversity of options because we are all different and we're different learners. Uh, we learn differently. Um, some of us learn just by hearing things. Others need to emulate um, um, kinesthetically. And then some of us are all about the visual and about the performance aspect. And that's completely fine because um, the main point is to become aware of what it is that you are and at the moment and what it is that you need and what serves you the best. And the only way to find that out is by trying a couple of things and seeing what works and what doesn't work. So having a negative experience as in, oh, I didn't really like that or I didn't get it is actually a very important part of learning. So it's not only about, you know, oh, I went to this event and it was all amazing and everyone was so great. Um, that's actually kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> so if you were not uncomfortable, um, maybe you haven't learned so much. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's that's a good that's a good point. That you know, growing and learning generally takes us a bit out of our comfort zone, and um, you know, I, I have often said that we're here in the world to be the growing edge of love, and by that I mean um, a sense of profound connection and awareness, and uh, living our our full potential. And in order to do that. We have to hang out on the edge of, of learning new things um, and stretch ourselves, you know, which is that, you know, yoga holds that at the core, even with asana, you know, we want to stretch ourselves, but not push ourselves and uh, learn, you know, how to be on that edge that's taking us beyond our perceived limits, um, but is not uh, led by the ego, you know, as a push. So I think uh, learning is a beautiful focus. And, um, you know, back to the time that we're living in, one of the questions I have been um, offering um, to my students and our community is um, just to reflect on what do I most want to learn during this time? And um, at our satsang on Sunday, I was talking about, you know, we have naturally the inclination to want to want this to be over so we can return, you know, to the way that things were. 
Um, but I think we have to understand that we will not return to a former time. We won't return to the way that things were. Life doesn't work that way. So, um, you know, it's it it behooves us as students and practitioners of yoga to be engaged in visioning um, coming to a new situation in a new way that is healthier, you know, for our lives, for the life of the planet. So, you know, what an opportunity to learn that we have right now, you know, in a sense that part is, I mean, it's a painful time. We want this suffering to end. Um, but I think one of the ways, you know, to practice yoga at this time is to be engaged in learning. What can we learn individually and globally, which leads us um, to your third um, invitation for the conference, which is connect. Um, so <clears throat> tell us about your yoga theme of connecting Well, um, as people, as listeners can probably um, confirm in these times, in these difficult times during the pandemic that we find ourselves in, connection is something so important to being a human. And um, it's quite interesting to see that on the one hand, we are isolated from each other and for good reason. And on the other hand, um, we are finding new ways to connect to each other and also to connect to the people that maybe we didn't have the time or the motivation to come in connection with. Um, so I'm hearing a lot of stories of um, more spontaneous um, offerings to support like your neighbors that you don't really know their names and never said hello to. Uh, in those difficult times or, you know, Skyping with um, your friends from high school <laughs> um, or picking up um, a pen and writing um, a letter, a physical letter to someone that you care for. So connection is just a part of expressing love in this world. And I think it's an art that we need to perfect as we are living and as we're developing and as we're learning um, on a most basic level um, we simply needed to feel good like we're mammals <laughs> we're social animals and um, I believe that we start by connecting to people who are the most like us um, which is the most easiest um, um, circumstance for us. And once we feel safe and good with the closest people in our circle, then we can expand that and start um, connecting with people who are more different and who are outside of that inner circle. And um, use the lessons that we learn in connecting to the people closest to us and creating and extending the connections to the people far out. And um, through connection, realizing um, that it's not about us individuals and our ego, but it's more about 
this whole web of life. And I think the the virus is so good at demonstrating that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a it's a very difficult um teaching um, to come in this way, but it is so profound, you know, that there are no boundaries. Um, and uh, it, it, it's, it's a very profound teaching. And of course, at the heart of yoga, uh, you know, yoga is connection. Um, yoga is connecting with ourself, um, you know, learning how to be present um, to our own self, to our own experience, to our emotions, um, to our breath, um, to the body, to the mind, so that then we become more skillful at connecting with others. And of course, that's also a blessing of this time if we take it, which is um, instead of um, engaging in too much distraction from ourself, you know, too much online viewing or shopping or whatever, you know, to make sure that we're taking some time um, for connecting with ourselves. Um, and, you know, that's sometimes, you know, f- of course, feeling what we're feeling, Um you know, I know I have had moments during this time where um, I just uh, feel a wave of grief, you know, for the whole world. And sometimes it comes when, you know, the experience is actually very sweet. You know, I saw a video of the people in Italy singing on their balconies. And, you know, I just, I, I you know, that was it. I just lost it. You know, it was so beautiful and in a sense, so heart wrenching. Um, so, but what yoga has taught me is that I can allow those emotions to, uh, you know, arise and subside. And I don't have to stay in a place of grief, but I also don't have to um, push it away because I am not my grief. I am not my emotions. I am not my mind, but I want to be connected to that because that allows me to be a full human being. So I, I think it's a brilliant part of your theme. And I agree, you know, it's like connect to yourself, connect to your family, connect to the world. Um, you know, when I was a young uh, yoga student, my my vision was, of course, to connect to the whole world. Um, but first, I had to learn to connect to myself. <laughs> you know, so um, yoga, I think, really offers us that opportunity. So what else would you like us to know about um, your work, Anastasia, or or the conference itself? Um, what else would you like our listeners to know about this? Well, I'm in the process of um, developing my own yoga method. It's called Inner Core Yoga. You mentioned that when you introduced me. I um I created a little motto to it, which goes like this. Um, it's a way to find your core and your inner self. And um, it's basically something that is really intimate and very personal to me, having gone through two pregnancies. And um, I had um, separation of my abdominal muscles twice. 
quite um, severe one. And um, after two pregnancies, it felt like my lower pelvic floor was weakened. And I realized that I was uh, overcompensating um, that weakness with not so well, uh, well using my body and um, creating problems for it. So um, also because I'm hypermobile, uh, hyperflexible by nature, I started noticing my back traveling, <laughs> my disc slipping and going all kinds of weird places without that inner core, without that support. And so I found out um, through this negative experience the importance for my own being to, to have that support for myself and found a way how to strengthen it and heal it and how to be empowered in the process. And lo and behold, this area of the body that is, um, you know, um, around your core, around your tummy, that's of course um, the chakra that is responsible for your, um, your power, your, your well of prana. Um, the Japanese call it hara. Um, so um, this is this is the inner resource that you can tap into to basically accomplish anything you want in your life. Um, I think it's really powerful to connect to that aspect of yourself because then you can actively co-create your life and have that power and that attitude of you know I can do it um, mm-hmm. rather than I cannot or I'm victim of circumstance X. Um, so it, it's, it's really life-changing and uh, I can hear the echo. I hope no one else hears it now. Um, I just felt that this is something that I could, um, share with others based on my personal experience. Also, um, tapping into this aspect, not only physically, but emotionally, and learning how to access that power in myself because I come from a background of being really introverted, really shy, really humble background of, you know, growing up in Ukraine. And um, just um, over this yoga journey and over things that happened and tapping into this power center, um, I have um, accomplished quite a lot. But at the same time, I do realize that um, it's it's important to look into the shadow aspect of this um, <laughs> center, which is the ego, and um, just um, yeah, work on that as well. So this is something that we could all <laughs> learn from. To yeah. uh, on the one hand take the personal responsibility for things, but on the other hand not become a control freak and remember that you are under the powers that you might not comprehend, um, but they're there and you cannot control um, things to a certain extent. And the best way uh, to deal with things is to surrender and to trust into something that is beyond what you know at the moment. And this is basically the message, I guess, that I'd like to finish with in the light of the pandemic. I think it really shows us quite well that you know we cannot control right now the outer circumstances of our life and it's very painful because especially you know in America and I and I lived really long time in Canada 
we are so used to the idea of freedom and being able to choose things and decide what we want on a whim and having the resources to accomplish that. And now, even though we have the resources and we have the know-how and the impulse, we're kind of just put in the circumstances to, to stop. And um, it's very uncomfortable, um, but it's a great lesson right now to learn that we cannot control things. The, the only thing that we can control is how we react to things. And um, our reactions, how we choose to... Um, to proceed with this situation um, is up to us and uh, let's just make the best out of it. Thank you so much, Anastasia. And I, I really um, appreciate this last teaching that you have offered about the core and core strength. Um, you know, there's the physical component of being able to um, live in an upright <laughs> way. Um, and to and to feel a foundation of support in the body. But of course, this core is also connected to um, the core of our being. And so um, the, the ultimate support. And that's a beautiful teaching. So I want to just once again remind our listeners that um, they can learn more at your website about your core uh, Connect Yoga. Um, and that's A-N-A-S-H-E yoga a-n-a-s-h-e yoga.org and uh, you can find out more about the upcoming berlin yoga conference at berlin yoga org. <clears throat> thank you so much again anastasia it's always a joy um, to connect with you and to learn from you and uh, with you and uh, so I thank you, all of our listeners, for being with us today. And I want to let you know that on uh, April 23rd, I'll have a special guest here on Yoga Hour. I'll be joined by Zoketsu Norman Fisher, well-known poet, author, and Buddhist priest. And we're going to be discussing his wonderful book that I'm reading right now called... Um, uh, the world could be otherwise and how to tap into our imagination. My thanks to the Yoga Hour team, our uh, producer and co-host, Dr. Laurel Trujillo, assistant producers, Ann Hayes and Mickey Coronado, CSE's global media outreach manager, Holly Gray, Jeff Comfort, and Louis Pagan in the sound booth at Unity FM. It's great being with you. I look forward to being with you again. Until then, remember to let your inner light of peace shine into the world. Om. Peace. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA plus Unity Ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash divine 2022 